Welcome to Spew, Spectrum People Enjoying Wizardry. I'm Queerness, and I have Asperger's Syndrome. I'm Lavender, and my daughter Abby Kadabi has nonverbal autism. I now call this 11th meeting of Spew to order. Lavender. Hello, Queerness. How has your month been this this month? A little hectic, but all is well. <laughs> it's been a normal-ish month. I've had a couple bad days, but everything's been good. I, I, I learned how to solve a Rubik's Cube. Oh, I thought you knew that already. No, I could solve like half of it. And so then I had to like look up how to solve the rest of it. And it took me like three days and now I can do it. And now it's boring. Well, that's definitely an accomplishment because I can't even do half of it. I don't think I've tried to solve a Rubik's Cube since I was a wee kid. I heard the word Wii and I assumed Nintendo product and I couldn't get beyond that. <laughs> nope. We are a PS4 family. Thank you. That's boring. Did you say that's boring? Yes. No, it's not probably be a ps5 family next year too so <laughs> yes that is that's what i mean by boring we don't like too much physical activity physical activity no you buy a switch and then you just like lounge around wherever you currently are a switch is on our wish list don't worry don't we have some new business queerness we do we have a new website dun, 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 dun. it is Viewpod.uk. Queerness has worked very hard on this. You can send it to your friends and they can listen to episodes. They can subscribe to whatever platforms they subscribe on. They can send us owl mail directly from the form. Send us owl mail directly from the form. Looks very nice. Got fancy HTML5 animations. Go check out the website, guys. Get involved. Important dates coming up this November. November 16th, anniversary of the release of the first film. November 24th is the anniversary of the first task of the Triwizard Tournament in 1994. Mm -hmm. A couple birth dates. November 3rd is Sirius Black. November 22nd is Professor Kettleburn. He was the Care for Magical Creatures teacher before Hagrid. I think that's who he was. I had to look it up and then I forgot again. <laughs> uh, November 29th is Bill Weasley's birthday. Did you know his name was William Arthur Weasley? I did, actually. I can't get a trivia question right, but I did know this. Because I feel like at one point, Molly was getting on to him for something and got his full name out. I feel like that's why I know it, at least. Yeah, I don't remember that. <laughs> I don't. It's been so long since I've read the books. I, we need to read the books again. You do need to read the books. Don't think there were any deaths in the month of November. Not a lot happens in November. I know. School stuff. Yeah. You, you, you have stuff happening before school. You have school, and then you have end of school when everyone dies. <laughs> so, what are we talking about this month, Lavender? So, this month, I am very excited to present our 11th meeting of Spew. We're going to be talking about Greta Thunberg. I can't say your name right. Greta we're going to talk about the infamous Greta. Yeah. So Greta Thunberg, Thunberg 
Frost. She's got initials after her name now. Fellows of the Royal Scottish Geographical Society. So Greta is a 16-year-old girl from Stockholm, Sweden, Mm -hmm. who, at eight years old, after hearing about climate change, decided to stop talking or eating and just became very depressed. She eventually was diagnosed with OCD, selective mutism, and Asperger's syndrome. Now, we've talked about her a few times on the show before, Mm -hmm. but we just haven't done a real deep dive before. So basically, she eventually got her family to make some lifestyle changes that made them go vegan, made them quit flying. Her mom is actually a... Okay, everything I saw called her an opera singer, and then I found some of her music, and I would not call it opera. (laughs) No, not quite. It's like techno pop. With some operatic elements. Operatic techno is what we'll go with. Uh, Operatic techno, yeah. Very Swedish. (laughs) It is very Swedish. Let your feelings show. Stay on She gained popularity on Eurovision in 2009. She gave up international travel at her daughter's request. And in August of 2018, she published a book about all of these changes and everything. Now, the book was actually published just four days after Greta's infamous sitting outside of Parliament by herself. Her strike. Her first strike. Yeah, this is... So, there's definitely some organization going on here and planning beyond just her doing her own thing but also i should mention that this book is the first time greta's asperger's was referred to as a superpower and it's now kind of become her catchphrase was this book not in an interview so greta has formed this school strike for climate which is around the world known as fridays for future youth for climate youth strike for climate Uh, she had won a climate change essay in may and began trying to recruit people for a school strike no one was interested And in August, after some wildfires and heat waves were causing problems in Sweden, she decided to protest alone. In August 20th, she decided that she was not going to go to school until after the general election on September 9th. So she instead sat in front of Parliament with a sign that read, School Strike for Climate. (laughs) A.K.A. School Strike for Climate. (laughs) Swedish and German are basically just like English with really angry accents. (laughs) In some ways. After the election, her parents basically made her go back to school, and so she only um, striked on Fridays. She plans on striking every Friday until Parliament aligns with the Paris Agreement, which is a climate change agreement that a whole bunch of countries agreed to have certain deadlines that they reach certain CO2 output levels. In October, she began making public speeches, and by November, there were strikes happening in cities all around the world. One interesting thing I came across, this is one of those news articles that get brought up like very, very recently as if it was something that just happened and it happened like a year ago. So in December, the Church of Sweden tweeted, Announcement, Jesus of Nazareth now has appointed one of his successors, Greta Thunberg. Oh, goodness. (laughs) 
This, um, needless to say, did not go over very well. Mm-hmm. A couple days later, they posted, Dear Twitter, if we have hurt someone, we apologize. It has never been our meaning. Our meaning has been to talk about Jesus Christ in our own way. Now we leave the arena. Thank you for your commitment. God bless you, Ward Pastor. And the account has remained dormant ever since. So they have left Twitter after that. Probably the smartest thing they could do. Now, during all of these strikes, she has actually continued to keep up on her homework. But now there have been global strikes that she has either organized or inspired. Um, first big one was March of 2019. Over a million people participated. There were 2,200 separate events in 125 countries. May 25th, there was a second strike. That one was set up to line up with the second day of the um, European Union parliament election and then more recently september 20th through 27th for the un climate action summit um there was a very large worldwide strike so let's um talk about that climate action summit so the week of august 14th through august 28th greta came to the americas and since she refused to fly she came across in a racing yacht that was equipped with solar panels with underwater turbines Mm -hmm. it did have a diesel backup engine that they didn't have to use but that's just smart yeah that's i that that's smart i feel like that should i mean just as a backup in case of an emergency on september 23rd was the un climate action summit she and 15 other children from around the world announced an official complaint against five countries that were not on track for the paris agreement argentina brazil france germany and turkey and these complaints challenged that these countries are violating the rights of children this is like a very specific part of the agreement that they were able to make complaint it doesn't really mean much those countries have to like respond but they don't have to do anything but it's a thing now she has received a lot of criticism probably the most ridiculous one is conservative podcaster michael knowles was on fox news of course and referred to her as a mentally ill swedish child being exploited by her parents and the international left disgusting Uh, at this point i do want to just kind of point out the specifics here that it is not considered a mental illness it is a developmental disability there's a difference there is a big difference he then backtracked and said that she has multiple mental illnesses which none of her diagnoses 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 are mental illness and I were—I have to be honest—I worried when she, when her diagnoses were disclosed, I just knew that those would be used against her by adults, no less. I—I I knew it as soon as it came out, and they said, "Oh, she has Asperger's." I was like, "Man, they are going to try to use that against her at every opportunity they get." The other big thing she's been criticized for is her anger and lack of smiling, especially the lack of smiling, which oh. is some—you know—something that is definitely part of Asperger's and is also something that being a young girl is also. Well, before we get into that a little deeper, let me just say no one, especially women or girls, but collectively no one owes you a smile. Just throwing that out there. We don't have to smile. Go ahead. Talk about what Trump said about her. (laughs) So Trump, Trump referred to her in a tweet as a very happy young girl looking forward to a bright and beautiful future. 
To which she changed her Twitter description to being a very happy young girl looking forward to a bright and wonderful future. Love the snark. I do want to point out that there is a very nice picture of her smiling when she received the key to the city of Montreal. Very big smile, by the way. (laughs) Another person I want to talk about here is Jeremy Clarkson. Every time this man comes back up, he's like digging himself deeper and deeper into a stupid hole. So just a quick reminder, this is the same man who was fired from Top Gear for punching a producer in the face for not providing a end of the day meal. So he's already, you know, obviously a humanitarian. (laughs) He says, how dare you sail to America on a carbon fiber yacht, which you didn't build and cost $15 million that you didn't earn which has a backup diesel engine that you did not mention. And then he said stupid stuff about creating mobile phones and laptops and internets and creating the banks that pay for it all. How dare you stand there and lecture us, you spoiled brat. Get back to school as quickly as possible and work hard on your science lectures. Because science is what will solve the problem eventually, not scowling and screaming ad-libs every five minutes. Many thousands of people that you blame are trying to do exactly what you want. So be a good girl, shut up, and let them do it. He said stupid stuff. A lot of stupid stuff. I think eventually he came out and, um, like, recanted it or at least apologized for it. Doesn't matter. The internet is forever. I also want to point out that she is not accepting direct donation money or anything like that. Yes, obviously, lots of people are helping her out to be able to do this whole trip. But there was there was a climate change charity that asked if she would be their um, spokesperson. They then started using her face in all of their advertising and stuff without her permission. So now she just refuses to be associated with any specific group or anything like that. I don't necessarily blame her. So she is still in the Americas at the moment and is going to attend the COP25 Climate Change Conference in Santiago, Chile, which is in December. In December, yeah. Oh, I didn't get a trivia question again. I just noticed. I thought I saw one the other day. I had a really good one and it just disappeared. Ooh, here we go. All right. Does it have to be multiple choice? It doesn't have to be, but it can be. Nah, this one isn't. Okay. So, Harry, Ron, and Hermione helped save the Sorcerer's Stone from being stolen. How old was its co-creator, Nicholas Flamel, when he decided to destroy it? Oh. Since it's the anniversary of the first film being released. All right. Let's go to Grand Gatz and we'll be right back. This is Jeffrey, the financial advisor for Spew at Gringotts Bank. And now we return to Spew. And we are back. And I am trying really hard to remember this one. I'm going to (laughs) say... Oh, is it in the 100s? 200s? Nope, higher. 600s. Yeah. Six... 674. Oh, you were so close, Queerness. The correct answer is 665. Oh. You were very close. (laughs) Nicholas Flamel was 665 when they decided, time is up. Let's get rid of the Sorcerer's Stone. And him and his wife wrapped up all of his affairs. And they never mentioned in the books, but I can only assume peacefully died. (laughs) 
I also want to take this moment to remind everyone to send us howlers and owl mail. You can send us owl mail at spewcast at gmail.com. You can send us howlers by calling 407-706-SPEW. That's 407-706-7739. You can also click the link in the description to record one. Or visit our new website at spewpod.uk. Let's talk about news. Okay. Another first edition of Philosopher's Stone sold for $34,000, about 27,000 pounds. This one in an online auction. Where are these online auctions at? This is actually starting to get really annoying. It's like literally every other month there's another one being sold. You'd think if there were so many out that they would lose value almost. (laughs) There is 500 of them. There was only 500 printed. Jeez, and to go for 34000 a piece? Good night. Couple movies. Um, the Batman. We've already known that Robert Pattinson, who um, played Cedric Diggory, is playing Batman. A new announcement. Zoe Kravitz, who played Lita Lestrange, is going to play Catwoman slash Selina Kyle. Not mad at that. Rupert Grint has a new show called The Servant on Apple TV. Um, it's a new drama from M. Night Shyamalan. 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 There's a new trailer for The Kingsman that came out. The King's Man. It's a prequel that's spelt differently. Uh, it's starring Ralph Fiennes. Good old Valdi. I thought it was Fiennes. I don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Fiennes. You could 100% be right. <laughs> I could 100% be wrong. At least we're bold enough to admit it. And it's also starring Reese Ifans, who played Xenophilius Lovegood. He is playing the bad guy. So, yeah. Hmm. Wizardingworld.com has announced Wizarding World Gold. This is a subscription service coming this fall at $75 a year, or about 60 pounds. It includes... Early access, priority booking, discounts, and stuff for various things you can buy. Um, locations you can go, all that kind of good stuff. Um, there are collectible pins and badges um, that you can pick up at those various locations. Ba- basically, it's mostly a subscription to get discounts for stuff that you probably won't be able to do that often. <laughs> um, it does also include access to all seven ebooks during your subscription which is almost worth it in itself honestly it also includes a new original video series of behind the scenes stuff not a lot has been dropped about that the really cool big physical thing that you get for signing up for this is the keys and curios journal this is a custom book based on your wizarding passport there's four different covers based on the different houses it's got your name in it. It's got a ac- or backronym of your name. It's got a calendar. And basically, each page is a different month, and there's different things like writing topics on each page. But also, it interacts with the app and unlocks something. This is yet to be activated yet, so we're not entirely sure what those interactive elements are. As we get updates, we will update you guys. Each month there'll be something different that happens when you use the app with the book. In London, Ontario, there are signs for Lupin, Harry Potter, Hermione Granger, and Lord Voldemort running for candidate. (laughs) Not really news, it's just a thing that happened. 
Warner Brothers has leased a large building on Broadway. Uh, rumors, of course, are saying that it's going to be Harry Potter related um, and it's probably going to be some sort of walkthrough exhibit similar to the London Studio Tour, but at this point there's been no official announcement. Also, Wizarding World on Instagram revealed a fact that I am not sure if this was well known or not. Very few people knew about it if it was true, but Every time a Horcrux is destroyed, Voldemort's robes actually fade slightly. What? I had noticed in that final scene where they're outside the castle and there's the whole swarm of Death Eaters behind him, his robes look very faded and green in that scene, which I always thought was weird, but I never picked up on the connection that it actually faded over the course of the film. Yeah, I wouldn't have picked that up because, I mean, most of those scenes, I mean, let's be honest, they were kind of dark. And I don't mean, like, content-wise, I mean, they were just shot in a very dark setting. I, I wouldn't have noticed that. To celebrate the release of the illustrated edition of Goblet of Fire, a uh, dark mark was projected on various buildings around Australia. Why the dark mark? I don't know. I, 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 we could have picked almost anything better. <laughs> also, the illustrated edition of Goblet of Fire came out. Cursed Child in San Francisco has announced their official opening, which they're referring to as Hogwarts Homecoming, and it is October 23rd, which I guess is now over. Cursed Child in San Francisco is now officially open. <laughs> Hooray! A Instagram user by the username Jonas Krim. Jonas Krim? Yeah, usernames. Jonas Krim. Has made a Lego Hogwarts staircase with moving stairs and pictures and stuff. And that was pretty cool. It is pretty cool. You guys should check it out. Warner Brothers Studio Tour in London has announced a new expansion. This one is a STEM education program. So it will be used mainly for school field trips. And they'll have programs on the art of Foley, movie mathematics about how they um, scaled Hagrid for the movies. There will also be eventually classes on costume characterization and script to screen classes as well. Very cool. Pottery Barn has a new line of Harry Potter stuff. There's pillows and tablecloths and cups and plates and stuff. Hagrid's Magical Creature Motorbike Adventure had had another setback. So on September 24th, it was shut down due to finding a beehive near the track. Honeybees are classified as endangered in Florida, and so they had to carefully move the hive, and the ride was reopened the next day. But then a week later, on October 2nd, the ride was shut down again, this time due to a massive swarm of bees. They were looking for their home. <laughs> massive. You could there are pictures of just random shots of the ride and you can just see these pictures just speckled in bees. They were upset that their home got moved. Everything is back up and running normally, I believe though. We haven't heard anything otherwise. LeakyCon took place in October 11th through 13th in Boston. There is a bunch of special guests like Chris Rankin, who played Percy, Luke Youngblood, who played Lee Jordan, Victor Grum, Dan Fogler, who played Jacob Kowalski. The Potter Puppet Pals were there. Harry and the Potters and Draco and the Malfoys. Mm -hmm. There was a bunch of people there. It looked fun. I was sad I didn't go. There is a new video game being developed by Virtual Basement and Blue Isle. It is called Broomstick League. It is Quidditch inspired, but very much 
not Quidditch and very much copyright infringement free. Early access will be coming soon to Steam. Also, Jack Thorne, the writer or the script writer for Cursed Child, has a new show called Sunday about a book club. And it's gotten terrible reviews. That wraps up our <laughs> Harry Potter news. In autism news, Trump has signed the Autism Cares Bill, which basically funds autism research and was sponsored by Autism Speaks. <laughs> so I had to do lots of research on this one to see what exactly it was. And it, it is an existing law that this bill is just to extend the existing law, make some minor changes... Um, the law was originally signed by George W. in 2004. It was extended and, re and amended by Obama in 2011 and 2014. And I did find a bunch of people claiming that they were cutting, that the original amount was $3.1 billion and they were cutting it to $1.8 billion. All I could find is that, um, the 3.1 was actually the total amount of funding since the program started. So I'm not sure where they were getting these numbers, and I actually read the entire actual bill, which is actually just a list of changes, which made it pretty easy mm -hmm. to just go through. One of the things that they changed is the phrase across their lifespans was added in several places, which is nice. Yeah. It adds basically adds the need for more research and guidelines for... Um, the lives and well-beings of individuals on the spectrum, including nutrition, recreational and social activities, recommendations for screening, diagnosis, therapy for aggression, self-injury, and other behavior issues. It doesn't actually set out those guidelines. It just says we need to work on these guidelines. It's a start. Other changes as simple as the year 2014 being changed to 2019 and all references of 2019 being changed to 2024. So basically they just extended it out until 2024. Yes. Now one thing that I did notice that was kind of negative that I thought was odd is the wording said that in 2024 that you could extend it for another one or more four-year terms. And they removed the one or more phrasing from it. So basically, you used to be able to do it for eight more years, and now they've changed it so you can only do it for four more at a time. Hmm. Yeah, that was the one thing I noticed. I'm like, I'm not sure I like that, but okay. Yeah, mixed feelings on that for sure. Also, the word child is changed to individuals in several places. So that's a good change. Yeah, that's a good thing. And as far as the money actually goes, there was two spots where 22 million? What number is that? Million. 22 million was changed to 23 million, and 48 million was changed to 50 and a half million. So increases. I'm not sure where the 1.8 billion came from, though. Probably from people that didn't read the bill. <laughs> I'd imagine so. So. <laughs> Overall, not bad stuff, just extensions and slight increases here and there, and that's about it. Slight wording changes from child to individual, which, you know, I personally love because autism doesn't just go away when you turn 18. You want to talk about this next one? Yeah, this one I was, I, I'm pretty new to. I literally just read about it last night before recording. 
And there is a program at the University of Iowa College of Education. It's in the, oh, I'm going to butcher this. It's in the Bell and Blank Center. And its mission is to identify and nurture young people who excel at math, science, and the arts. And it's a program run by the Bell and Blank. It's a program that's designed to keep a diagnosis from being a deal breaker. And it isn't specifically geared toward kids on the spectrum it just kind of happened to end up that way it was just a program a summer program for gifted children who excel in math science and the arts and just as a summer program to have them have something to do and it ends up a lot of the kids that they were getting were gifted and also had a diagnosis of autism or, or asperger's and it may not be a new term but it was new to me but they are calling these kids twice exceptional, labeled as gifted in education, but also have a diagnosis. They call it 2E, twice exceptional. I think I'd heard of this before, but not often at all. Yeah, no, I've never heard of it until I read this article. And going throughout the article, it looked like, you know, the, the kids in this program varied in age from like there was an 11 year old, a 13 year old, a 16 year old. And I just I really I really liked it. I really think we should check this out more. They, um, the staff on hand before a session, the instructors are given a packet filled with advice on how to handle everything about that student. So kind of like an IEP, but not really. It's just advice for the instructors on how to handle stuff that may come up. Like this student really likes personal space or this student, you know, prefers to have their headphones on because noises are too overstimulating, that kind of thing. But at the same time, the instructors are not actually told that they have any kind of diagnosis or anything. Right. It's more just kind of like a guiding packet. All right. I think that about wraps up our episode today. Visit our new website at spewpod.uk. Mm-hmm. You can follow us on Twitter at Spectrum People. Uh, Facebook is facebook.com slash spewcast. Our Instagram is at spewpod. You can send us howlers at 407-706-SPEW, 407-706-7739. You can send us owl mail at spewcast at gmail.com. You can visit our website or click the link in the description as well. And we want to thank Joan Burr for our theme music. Thanks, Joan Burr. Until next time, I'm Queerness. And I'm Lavender. And as Luna Lovegood said, Don't, don't worry, worry, you're, you're just, just as sane as, as I am. Bye! <laughs>